Hey, this is Jennifer Helms, and you're listening to Minutes No Limits. So recently, I sparked an idea for a new series to put in the podcast. And so basically, if you're listening to this recently, I mean, this, right now, coming coming to you from, what is it, Sep- no, yes, September 2020. So most people know, and most people would agree, 2020 has been rough for literally everyone. Uh, there's songs about it. Um, so, you know, I think we sh- we can't, we should just, you know, I think we've all accepted that at this point. Um, but despite 2020 being so bad of a year for many reasons... I I have I feel like I've actually been I've been very optimistic and positive lately. And I honestly don't really know why. You know, part of it is a privilege and part of it is my genetics. Um, which let me explain, explain, because basically the, um, the new series is, I'm going to be talking about a book called The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt, and I actually read this in one of my college classes. Um, so the book is basically about how to, how to find happiness, and it's just a mix of like, um, of empirical research and, um, like, culture and science and just, you know, I really just trust the words in this book. And so, yeah, so part of it, part of the reason why I'm so feeling so happy, I think, is partly because of my privilege and then partly because that's just kind of the type of person I am. Like, some of us, and this is in the book, like, some of us are just, like, genetically wired, you know, that we have, like, a initial happiness level that we all, that we, like, start out at, basically. And, you know, we're all different. And so I'm just got lucky, I guess, and, you know, I do think I am relatively more happy than most people. And so, especially with everything going on in 2020, as someone who's really happy, relatively, you know, I feel obligated to try and help others who are struggling more than me. And so that's why, you know, I wanted to let you guys know about this book. Because I definitely learned some things uh, when I read it. And so I'm just going to be reading. Like I'll read the chapter before and then like not as an audiobook. But I thought about doing an audiobook. But I want to actually just talk about it more. So I'm going to read it. And then I'll come here and just discuss. I'll probably just say what it says. Basically so like I'll just give you the Spark Notes version I guess. And just make sure like. So you don't have to read it, basically, because it's such valuable information. But if you're interested, so I'm going to let you know the chapters. So the first one is called The Divided Self, 
Chapter 2, Changing Your Mind. Chapter 3, Reciprocity with a Vengeance. Chapter 4, The Faults of Others. Chapter 5, The Pursuit of Happiness. Chapter 6, Love and Attachments. Chapter 7, The Use of Adversity. Chapter 8, The Felicity of Virtue. Chapter 9, Divinity with or without God. Chapter 10, Happiness Comes from Between. Chapter 11, The Conclusion on Balance. So, you know, obviously those are all kind of vague and you don't really know what they're about, but you can probably tell that, that, you know, it's a good mix of all aspects of your life in how it relates to your happiness. So I'm really excited to um, just go through this, the ideas in this book again. And if you're interested, just stay tuned and yeah, have a good day. So I just decided to read the introduction because I think it's going to give you a better idea of how the book is going to be structured and what it's going to talk about. So first of all, the author starts by stating that, you know, we all ask the questions, what should I do with my life? How should I live? Who should I become? And so he basically then says, you know, right now in modern times, we're kind of living with, quote, the paradox of abundance which basically means quantity undermines the quality of our engagement. So like we have so much resources, so many resources right now that we could use to help us, but it's too much that like, it's just too much for us to engage in. So then he goes on to give his background and kind of how the book started. He's a psychologist and a teacher. And um, so he was first inspired after you know, teaching his college class. And basically what he did was he read a bunch of literature from, quote, the great zones of classical thought, which are India, China, and the Mediterranean. And every time he found a psychological claim, a statement about human nature or the workings of the mind or heart, he wrote it down. And so he says that he wants to write a story about how human beings can find happiness and meaning in life. So that actually is also the goal of modern positive psychology, I guess a new field. And the or, and he's going to um, first in the book explain the origins of positive psychology in ancient wisdom and the applications of positive psychology today. So it's kind of a mix of like the old and the new. So and now we're going to talk about specifically what the book covers. So it starts out with an account of how the human mind works. You kind of need to know that to have the right perspective. Um, essentially, it starts out with the big idea that the mind is divided into two parts that are conflicting. And we discuss how the two parts can work better, how to get them to work better as a team. And then the second idea about how the human mind works that's in the book is um kind of related to Shakespeare's quote thinking makes it so which basically is saying how people's minds have a bias towards seeing threats and engaging in useless worry but the book will explain how we can also do something to change that bias okay so then the second step is to give an account of our social lives so this is based on two truths one we are most familiar with is the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you wanted them to do unto you. And the second truth is that we are all by nature hypocrites. 
And he says, recent psychological research has uncovered the mental mechanisms that make us so good at seeing other people's faults, but so bad at seeing our own. So then the next point in the story is when we can kind of start to ask the question, where does happiness come from? And so, you know, there's many different happiness hypotheses. One of them is that you're happy when you get what you want. But that's already been scientifically proven that that happiness is only short-lived. And so, and then there's the other hypothesis that um, more promising, that is more promising, which is saying that happiness comes from within. And this is, um, I guess, kind of probably sprouted in like the ideas of Buddha and like separating yourself from like earthly things, that sort of idea. He's, the author says, however, recent research shows that there are some things in the real world that we should strive for and that there are external conditions of life that you can make, that can make you lastingly happier. So he revises that, hi, that happiness hypothesis and says that it comes with, within and from without. And so he says that we need guidance of both ancient wisdom and modern science to get the balance right. And so then, find, and, well, the next step is um, to talk about the conditions of human growth and development. So basically, it talks about how recent, recent research on post-traumatic growth reveals when and why people grow from adversity. Um. And then he also shows how positive psychology is beginning to deliver by offering you a way to diagnose and develop your own strength and virtues. So it does talk about like depression and mental illnesses. And then the conclusion of the story is about the question of meaning. Why do some people find purpose and some people don't in life? And so... This is when we start to talk about the dimension that most people have. Like most people, you know, have, whether it's God or whatever it is, there's some sort of like, um, what is it called? Some sort of like hierarchy, I guess. And so that's important for understanding the human quest for meaning. And so then at the end, he finally will revise his happiness hypothesis, but he's saving it as a surprise. But Basically, he ends off in the introduction to say that his goal in this book is, you know, once we get that happiness hypothesis, to savor it, engage with it, question it, improve it, and connect it to our lives. Not just, you know, just let it go in one ear and out the other. So that is in detail what the book is about.